Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by... The new face of video games, Blessing Adeoye Jr. Good afternoon, Tim. Good afternoon, Bless. And join us, making her return. We're talking Resident Evil. So, of course, we need Brittany Bromrocker. How you doing, Hello. Britt? Hello. Oh, man. This is going to be a fun episode, especially with the circumstances that we're working with here. Yes. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of what's about to go down right now because we're talking about Resident Evil 4 Remake. We're reviewing it. I have not played it. I have not been able to touch this thing. I didn't get code. The demo came out, and I was like, I'm not playing this demo. Because wow. I don't play this game. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to tease. I want to be able to just get the whole damn meal. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I can't wait to talk to you guys about what you thought of this. Because, of course, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in video games and all the things that we love about them. Of course, you can get it on YouTube.com slash games or RoosterTeeth.com as a video. But if you want it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games cast and we'll be right there for you. But if you wanted to get the show ad-free and watch live as we record it, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers Delaney Twining and Tripod++ have done. If you don't have any dollars to toss our way, that is totally cool. Uh, when you're on the Epic Game Store, please use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, and at no extra cost to you, we get some of that money. It's fantastic, and I really, really appreciate it. Uh, today we're brought to you by Honey, but I'll talk to you all about that later. Let's get right into it. Capcom's Resident Evil. Evil 4 remake. Capcom been on a roll with Resident Evil. Bless. I don't know if you've noticed. All right. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. A lot of Resident Evil games uh, since the, the mid-90s when they first started. They remade uh, RE1 on the GameCube in 2001. That was a banger. And then it took a long time for them to remake 2, but they finally did uh, back in 2019. And then the next year we got uh, RE3. And we're all like, what are they really going to do? 4? Is it actually going to happen? Well, it did. It, it did, and it's out now. Uh, Bless, I want to real quick go through, what's your Resident Evil history? Yes. So I'm a, I'll probably call myself a modern Resident Evil fan. You know, I feel like I'm kind of a, a weird one because back in the day, and I've talked about this on content, I've tried to go back and play older Resident Evil games, and for whatever reason, they didn't stick as hard, right? Like, I would try to play Resident Evil 4 back on the PS2, tried it, got through the village area, and I was like, okay, this is cool, but, like, I would fall after a while, and, like, I'll try to go back multiple times with like the Wii version and even on the PS4 version. Um, you know, try I would try playing uh, Resident Evil 2 on N64. Like that didn't stick uh, either. Worst version, <laughs> that, which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right? so let me tell you, I booted that up. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, but with RE2 remake on uh, PS4 in, t- in 2019, that was that was the one that shifted everything for me. I remember being blown away by RE2 remake uh, from the visuals, from the way that like they. Um, you know, recontextualized everything, right? The way they had adapted it and turned it into something that feels modern, that feels new. And just the pure level design of that game, I thought was fantastic. And then from then on, you know, I went on, played RE3 Remake. RE3 Remake was, I think, fine. Um, but then, yeah, RE7 went back to, really enjoyed it. RE Village played, enjoyed it. Uh, and yeah, like, I'm now in a, in a space where I'm all in on Resident Evil. 
I love it. And so now you've you played through four. Can't yeah. wait to hear what you have to say. But, Britt, what about you? What is your history for those that don't know? Uh, so I started playing Resident Evil 2 on the PlayStation when I was nine years old. Do not recommend that. I had nightmares for weeks. But I still uh, loved it so much to the point when this little contraption called the Game Shark came out. I went back, right, and I was able to get the rocket launcher and infinite health, and I was able to play Resident Evil for the story without crap in my pants the whole time. Um, and then from there, just kind of fell in love with the series, and just as the years progressed, I just went through the games. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I've just played every Resident Evil day and date. That's just kind of my shtick. Um, regarding the recent remakes, I think I was actually with you guys in your old SF studio uh, when Resident Evil 2 Remake came out. And remember, Huber was supposed to fly in, but he had mm. some, like, fly issues or something. Um, I remember talking with you and Greg at that point and being like, this is incredible. Like, Capcom, you know, they kind of, eh, with Resident Evil 6 was weird. And then I remember being so hopeful for Resident Evil 2 Remake. Crushed it. Resident Evil 3, I wasn't a huge fan of. I think they cut too much content. And then now we here we are, Resident Evil 4 Remake. And yeah, just so much to say about it. But I will wait until I'm prompted to do so because I am just ready to burst, man. I mean, I, I love that. But So I guess I do want to start with you, Britt, on this. Oh, okay. um, but I will first want to ask, where does RE4, the original at least, rank kind of in, in the, the pantheon of Resident Evil titles in your mind? I'm glad you asked that. Actually, it was one of my least favorite Resident Evil titles. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, it really was. So I wasn't a big fan of the action-heavy sequences, the over-the-shoulder. It wasn't too terrible. I didn't like how you had to stand still when you shot. I didn't like how aggressive the villagers were. I was used to my slow, shambling zombies and the occasional aggressive liquor, right, in RE2 and whatnot. But no, so Resident Evil 4 was never one of my favorites. In fact, I only really played through it once or twice. And then the rest of my experience with it has been watching speedruns and like um, no hit runs and playthroughs and secrets. As, as the years progressed, I appreciated RE4 for more what it was after I had enough years to like accept it for the kind of game it was and was not. So I'm glad you asked that because yeah, it was never my favorite. Well, jumping off of that, what do you think of Resident Evil 4 Remake? It it's one of my favorites. It's so wild. It is absolutely so wild. So I think when it comes to survival horror, RE2 Remake is still my number one. But when it comes to everything else, survival action, whatever you want to call this, Resident Evil 4 Remake is absolutely my, my top Resident Evil. It's amazing how Capcom has learned how to masterfully remake a game from the ground up and modernize it. And I think where they actually where they just learned their lessons was RE2 Remake was fantastic. RE3, they cut some content, like I said um, earlier, and I think they kind of flubbed and got a lot of fan feedback from that. And, you, you know, we don't have to go into the history of the RE4 Remake, but they took their lessons learned and they pivoted. And I think that's why it took so long for us to get it, but we got it. And what I love about it is they didn't just do like what they did in RE2 Remake, which was like a corridor for corridor, one-to-one -one replication. This is just like they zoomed out. And they said, okay, we have this village. We have the iconic buildings in this village that need to be in there. But what else can we do with this? What else can we do and expand these environments that make them feel more realistic, more connected, and more immersive? And I just absolutely love what they did with that. Um, even the island, which I, depending on who you ask, is probably one of the least favorite areas in the original RE4. Oh yeah. Has been, yeah, right? It was it was weird, it was just weird. Um, it's been given an awesome makeover and it's a fun place to play now. And it's much more action heavy, like we would expect from the original, but it feels right. 
Uh, so they just, and just, you know, keeping it broad, uh, they just really nailed the environments. I love how they fleshed out the characters more. I think there's still going to be some story beats, and this is where I'm excited to talk to Blessing about, where you're probably wondering, what the heck? Like, who is this person? Like, why should I care that they're involved? Because in the original, it really wasn't ever touched upon. Um, just, yeah, like, I'll just leave it at that for now. We can dive into more specifics, whatever you want. But just the way they fleshed out the characters, they expanded the environments, they modified a few story beats in a way that I think makes more sense. And I like the tone of this game. It's much darker, uh, much more serious. There's still a lot of silly one-liners one in there, some that I think are even sillier than in the original. Uh, so there's still like those little quips, which make me really happy. But yeah, overall, just it's phenomenal. They did such a great job with it. Oh, I love to hear that. Bless, you are the, the lead reviewer here at Kind of Funny for this one. What would you give it on the Kind of Funny scale of 1 to 5? And what do you think of Resident Evil 4 Remake? Yeah, it's funny hearing Britt talk about her story with Resident Evil 4 and now playing the remake and, and um, her reception of it. Because for me, the, I have some of the same critiques with the RE4, the original, right? Of like not being able to move while shooting. And you know, certain part, like, there, there are certain, uh, certain parts like how aggressive the enemies can be and, and, and certain things where I'm like, oh man, I wish I had a modern version of this game. And that's where like... That's kind of where I've been at for the last few years as they've been re remaking the games where I've been like, man, okay, RE2 Remake rocks. I like, I, 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 again, I like the ways in which they're adapting things like RE, um, RE3 Remake. I want to see them give that treatment to RE4 Remake. And for me coming into it now, somebody who never played all the way through the, the original Resident Evil 4, playing RE4 Remake, right? Like I look at it through a modern lens, right? Like that's the only lens I have to look at it. And looking and playing this game through a modern lens, this game fucking rocks. Like I think this game is, yeah. is really dope. Um, it... In weird ways, it's funny because I feel like a lot of the conversation we're going to have today is going to mirror conversation from back in the day when you had that transition into RE4 and it was more action heavy, right, and was making that transition. Um, playing RE4 Remake, it feels like I am playing somewhat of a sequel to RE2 Remake. That's really cool in a way because they're taking a lot of those mechanics and a lot of that setup that they added in for RE2 Remake and really... And Leon as well. And Leon as well, right? Mm -hmm. And it feels almost like a smoother transition than I imagined what you got from RE2 to RE3 to RE4. Um, but then also you have the same shift as well where this game is w way more action-heavy than RE2 Remake. It's way longer than RE2 Remake. I, I clocked in at around 18, uh, 18 and, a half, and a half hours. Um, well, I clocked in at 30 hours. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so you were doing a lot of the, the side stuff then, yeah, right? Yeah, all the treasures, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of meat in this game, and there's also just a lot of... There's a lot, there's a lot that, that's packed in there, but then there's also... A lot of like wackiness in the cutscenes, and I know that's probably true to form for that tra transition to RE4 too, where Leon's doing backflips. Like Leon, like there, like there's a lot of like weird action stuff that's going on where I'm. It almost feels like I'm watching Metal Gear Solid cutscenes versus what I got out of snakes, yeah, yeah, out of what I got from from RE2, which I think is is fascinating. Uh, but from a gameplay level, from a Gunplay level, I think the game is really fun. I think everything feels solid. From a level design level, I think. The, the layouts of the different areas and the puzzle solving is really engaging and really fun. The visuals are amazing. My one beef with the game probably comes down to the story elements, which I feel like don't hold up as modern a lot of the time. Like, it feels very campy, and it feels very, like, man, some of these lines feel pulled out of the PS2 version, right? I think <laughs> I think a lot of that is homage, and a lot of that is, hey, let's give people this, this bit, these bits of nostalgia. But then there's another side of it where I'm like, yeah, but, oh, man, this story does feel like it is kind of hampered back by being this PS2 experience and wanting to be wacky, wanting to be this, but then also trying to be true to form to Resident Evil 4. So I go back and forth on that a little bit. 
uh, at the end of the day, I think I still almost prefer RE2 for probably similar reasons as like what people would say back in the day where I really like the survival horror aspect of RE2 Remake where I felt the groundedness of it. I felt the horror of it. I was scared of Mr. X and there was something about that environment that I think strikes me a bit more than how actiony and wacky Resident Evil 4 Remake gets at times. But for what this game is, I think I can't, I feel like this must be a dream for people that are Resident Evil 4 fans who are just looking to play that again in a modernized and um, new coat, uh, coat of paint. And so I think on that level, it totally works. For score, I'm going to give it a four out of five. And I, uh, for me, that comes down to a lot of the story and narrative stuff that I feel like they could have ushered into a more modern era, right? And, I, and again, like some of the stuff in terms of where they take where they take the action making it more action heavy again i prefer re2 in some of those respects but at the end of the day i think this game rocks i think a lot of people are going to be very happy with this game hell yeah so Britt, with the the changes that they've made from the the, the original do you think that uh the majority of them are positive yeah i mean i i'm trying to think of a change that i was that i didn't think was better than the original and it's kind of like what bless was saying you know it's it's tricky because the original RE4 was this weird, you know, you have Leon and RE2, then you have RE4, and now Leon's just kind of this dork with one-liners. And, like, I think it's really funny and kind of charming. Um, but, you know, it's hard because in RE2 Remake, it's, again, like, you have the same serious Leon, but now you kind of have this weird personality shift, right? And so it's kind of that weird And I think the biggest change overall, again, is the, is the tone of this. Um, it, it's, it's a hard line to straddle because us who played the original we want to hear those quips but it does sometimes feel out of place and maybe that's one area where they could have done a better job um and i don't know how they would have done that without completely omitting the quips if that makes any sense because uh you know it's it's just where sometimes leon is super serious and one minute he's making a really dumb pun that it's like okay like that's funny and it makes me laugh but i imagine that probably feels weird for people who aren't familiar with the original um but yeah like i mean i think you know some areas have been cut um from the original not a lot it's not like something that ha we saw in resident evil 3 remake by any means but what has been cut has been replaced with new expansive areas and i think that more than makes up for uh, what has been cut other than that, though, I mean, you know, the characters have been really fleshed out. That's another really big change. And certain characters um, I really, really didn't like in a good way, purposefully, right? You can tell they were written in a way that you weren't supposed to like them. There's one villain in particular, and Tim, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, who's always been kind of like the, the laughing stock of, mm -hmm. of the RE villains, right? And then this time around, though, he's a dick. Like, he's an ass. And when it came time to, you know, I happily sent a rocket at his face and I felt good about it. I didn't even want to go through that. I'm like, I just want you to die. You know, and so they they really did change up a lot of the, the characters. And Ashley as a character, I think, has been um, overhauled in a great way. She's no longer. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, right. She, she's like self-sufficient. Uh, she she grows. You can see some character growth during the campaign, which is great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the change is all good. You know, it still feels like Resident Evil 4 just modernized. And I think people are going to be really pleased with what they what they play. With the, the story elements, uh, with, with Bless looking for something a little bit more modern, uh, you being a, an RE fan and knowing the stories of RE can only be so good for what they are. Do you think that the, the changes they made to the story in this are in line with kind of what they've been driving to with the remakes? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about story changes. There's nothing monumental that really changes, right? And they've been very transparent about that Capcom has from the beginning. This is going to have the same beginning, middle, and end. And maybe some things happen a little differently, but at the end of the day, certain things happen. Because they have to, right? Because this is already an established franchise, and the lore is what it is. But I do think it's going to be interesting going forward to see where they go from here, meaning... What do they remake next? Now, I personally would love to see a Code Veronica remade next because I think our girl Claire doesn't get enough love. Um, but, you know, I think if they do want to remake something like Resident Evil 5 or Resident Evil 6, which might fall more... In, well, those are more action-heavy, too, so I don't really know how Bless would feel about it. But um, I think there's, this is a really good opportunity for them to take what they have been driving, like you said, in the remakes and remake those games that... I mean, I don't know if I've ever talked to you, Tim, about how you feel about RE5 and RE6, but I think there's a lot of room for improvement now that Capcom, I feel like, has finally found its its real footing with the Resident Evil franchise. I think they faltered for a bit, and then they found themselves again, so I would love to see where that goes from here. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of 5 or 6. I had fun yeah. with 5 for what it was with the, the co-op and all that, but I, I don't think that Capcom's going to remake those. I think that they are kind of mo modern enough and they're outdated enough that I don't think it's necessarily worth remaking in a way that's going to improve it. In the way that for RE2 and 3, it's like, oh, 100%, that makes sense. Yeah. RE4, it's like, I, I can't wait to play it because like, I want to see how this goes. But it's like, I would always say, oh, that game holds up. Bless has always said, that game does not hold up. And mm -hmm. it's hard because I haven't replayed it in a very long time. So um, mm -hmm. I think that this new coat of paint will help a lot for the, the having to stand still and shoot type things. Um, playing through Metroid Prime Remastered is a similar thing where it had the same type of control scheme originally. And being able to play it and it just work with a modern controller and it working the way you expect it to in your hands. Like, I'm sure that's going to go a long way with RE4. But RE5 and 6 already felt modern. Like, they, they had more action-y control schemes to begin with. And so, yeah, I just don't see them remaking that. I think that there's a, a higher chance of Code Veronica or even... A, another Resident Evil 1 remake. Um, oh, yes. Which I think would be awesome in the RE yeah. engine. But. Oh, my God. I'm right there with you. But, man, you make that statement. You get the pitchforks and torches sent out after you. RE1 yeah. remake's already a masterpiece. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's true. But it is, we remake, but... baby. Yeah. It's, it's funny playing through this version. Actually, kind of does make me want to go back to original RE4 just to play through it and actually see, like, experience what that original game was for what that game brought to the table. Because... You know, for as like much as that we talked about RE4 over the years, there are there's such there's such inspiration that other games have taken from that game that it's funny to see a lot of those kind of loop around. Where you know, I would attribute a lot of the inspiration for games like The Last of Us, Bioshock, and like Bloodborne, especially to what RE4 brought to the table. Playing RE4 remake, you see inspiration from those games, which I think is very very funny and interesting. Can where, you give some examples of that? Yeah, like, for example, like, you know, we talk about um, uh, Ashley and the things that they've done to change that up. Like, there are a lot of sequences where it is, and I don't believe these, these things were in the original, where you are boosting Ashley over a wall to then unlock a, a door for you to continue, right? And, like, there's a lot more of that that feels like it, uh, uh, that feels like it's fed in there. Even the UI in RE4 Remake reminds you of the, the Last of Us UI in terms of how you're navigating things, how you're switching weapons, um, and like it feels like you're you're getting this full circle moment of uh, RE4 being a game to come out and bring a lot of things to the table in terms of oh yeah you're getting this closer behind the back camera that um, you know is kind of that, that kind of ushered us into again games like The Last of Us games that games like Dead Space and others um, things like the like the village area in particular the way that starts 
reminds me so much of the start of Bloodborne. Uh, and it's funny because I've actually done streams with Imran, and Imran's talked about how he's talked to the um, dev of Bloodborne, and they claim that, like, oh, yeah, no, we've not played Resident Evil 4. You play through Bloodborne, and you play through Resident Evil 4, and it's very apparent that they played <laughs> Resident Evil 4. Um, just for, like, yeah, things like the, like the village area and how, like, aggressive that is early on. And it's like, oh, man, what's going on here? What's going on in, uh, in this world? So much of that feels RE4. And I think that kind of comes back into the conversation of whether or not it's worth remaking or remastering where you know like playing through this game I have such a fun time but it i i think the experience playing through resident evil 4 remake inherently has to be different from the, the feeling of playing through resident evil 4 for the first time in 2005 just because resident evil 4 was revolutionary resident evil 4 remake doesn't feel revolutionary or like it's recreating things and it's it's this weird double thing where it's still special because you're seeing the results of what Resident Evil 4 brought to the table. But I just found that to be an interesting thing of after playing this game, I'm like, I kind of want to play the original Resident Evil 4. Like actually like play through it just to see all those, all those things that it was doing in 2005 that at the time felt so special and new and fresh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I see where you're coming from, Bless. And yeah. Um, I guess I'm saying the- like it's, it's like good and it's fantastic in a different way than even the original game I think is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. And just to clarify earlier, the, the Ashley hoisting was definitely in the original. That was a pretty big gameplay okay. mechanic. You, you could actually shove her in dumpsters and have her mm-hmm. hide. Um, that was always fun. Uh, but I'd be love to know, too, how did you feel about some of the horror elements in the remake? Uh, like some of the scary moments. I mean, I, I don't know if you're like me, but I, I was clenching there for, for a bit. I usually, so uh, depending on the game, I usually get scared a lot. In RE2, I remember getting scared quite a bit. I wasn't that scared playing this game aside from a few moments, but I was yeah. blown away and impressed by a lot of the animation and a lot of the cutscenes where you would see, like, early, uh, yeah, early on in the game, I can talk about this since this is in the demo and in the trailers. Um, one of the first enemies you encounter is just like a, a, a villager and like his head is fucking like <laughs> cracked sideways and he has like the, like, things coming out of his neck like the tentacles or whatever the tendrils coming out of his neck um and remember our first time seeing that and being like all right i've played the beginning of resident evil 4 i don't remember this being this early like holy cow like this is fucking crazy and that shit is like i think it's really cool to look at and i think a lot of what they bring to the table in terms of the body horror and like just the weird creatures that you see all the stuff is so yeah fun to look at and fun to fight against i didn't find it scary necessarily and i think that's partly because it just, I'm in action mode playing this game, right? I'm in, all right, how many bullets do I have left? How do I take down this thing, right? I'm more focused on the fighting of it rather than, all right, is some, something around the corner? Am I going to get ambushed? Is Mr. X near me? You know, I don't have that element to it. <laughs> yeah, it, I think uh, you brought up the the necks and the body horror, and I think that's something Tim, you'll probably really appreciate. You know, the Las Plagas, the things that have infected the entire little village that you're in, um, you know, they, they like nighttime, so they don't come out during the day, but you can see them trying to forcibly force themselves out of their host during the day, and that's when the neck kind of bulges and it twists to the side, and it's creepy as heck, and then depending on where you kill the villagers, like their limbs or body, you'll see these tendrils coming out, and that is new, bless, that is mm-hmm. new, and it's it. It's a fun little, it's a fun little nod. Um, you also talked a little bit about the uh, trying to find bullets and whatnot. And I thought, did you play on standard difficulty? I played on standard, yeah. Okay, me too. I thought that struck the perfect balance of that survival horror mechanic, where you're always trying to scramble for um, more, uh, more bullets or more herbs. And you and I kind of tweeted about it a little bit. I think it was yesterday, where I was like, "Are they just being nice to me, or are they giving me lots of ammo and herbs for a reason?" And, um, yeah, that's always for a reason, but I always found myself never feeling super loaded 
yeah. with weapons or ammo. What I appreciate is the amount of options they give you to really customize your your play experience. Where you have the merchant, of course, you know what are mm -hmm. you buying, all that stuff. And there's such an uh, there's such an assortment of weapons in this game, and they really do a good job of giving you different routes through either upgrading the weapons you have or moving on and buying a different weapon, right? Like there's multiple mm -hmm. different types of pistols, multiple different types of shotguns, all that stuff. And you've had that stuff in Ari before, but, um, and Britt, you can add to like, I don't know how much they doubled down on this and how many more weapons there are in this game versus the original, but I just felt like there was loads of, of directions I can go in terms of, all right, am I going to keep my OG handgun and then like upgrade it all the way? Or am I going to pick one of these five or six or seven other handguns, right? Same with the shotguns. And they go as far as to give you like the different um, case types, which will then like add on these benefits of, hey, if you have mm -hmm. the default suitcase, then you're going to find more handgun ammo than other types of ammo. Or if you change to this different kind of suitcase, you might find this particular kind of ammo versus the other ones, right? And then you have charms as well. They can attach onto those that'll then affect how certain items work, where it is, oh, if you eat an egg, that'll get you more health because you have the chicken charm. Or if you have this charm, when you craft your rifle ammo or when you craft shotgun ammo, you're going to get plus 10% more ammo per crafting. Stuff like that I thought was awesome. And I thought really added, added, added in quite a bit to, oh man, I can really figure out which way I want to go. Like I stuck with handguns for, um, or I, um, handguns were kind of my main weapon for a lot of the game because I had that mm -hmm. ability to get more ammo. And so I kind of, went with all right i'm going all in like i'm upgrading my handgun to make sure that i can min max all this shit right and i ended up having a lot of ammo because of because of that but again to your point it still felt within the re within the confines of no this is still survival action horror like i'm never yeah over overloaded with bullets like at any point i am unloading on any given an enemy because this enemy is big and like is is bullet sponging <laughs> so i gotta really take them down yeah, that's one of the beautiful things about RE4, the weapons. I think out of all of the Resident Evil games, the weapons in RE4 is just one of the funnest things to mess around with. Because you're right, like you start the game with a little plethora of offerings, and then as you play, you know, the merchant will get something new in. And then you have to make that decision of like, do I want to sell my OG handgun and then use the money from that? Because you get the money back that you put into it, most of the money and buy something new and then upgrade that one. And all of your iconic weapons are back and there are a few new ones which is really fun. And it's just every weapon plays a little differently. It feels a little different. You know, I'm a big fan of the Red 9. That was my baby throughout the whole thing. You can buy stocks from it or trade in um, uh, trade in your spinels. That's how another mechanic, Tim, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. It's different. In the original, you'd find spinels, you know, like in a bird's nest yeah. or something. And now, now you get them from doing these blue requests that mm. you find just kind of tacked around. I think the one we can talk about is the golden egg where it's like find me a golden egg for some reason and you find it and you get spinels and then there's a section of items that you can only acquire by trading in those spinels you find and i think there's maybe like 15 or so side quests throughout the game there's not like too many but it's fun but no the, the weapons is just so much fun in the progression system and updating them and then once you fully upgrade one you can unlock a special something and each weapon has a special something and so it's just so much fun i did notice though that i had nowhere near enough money to fully upgrade everything and obviously you're not meant to but even my main loadout which was like maybe two handguns a submachine gun a rifle and a shotgun and your knife and so it is interesting that there is that dlc coming out and i don't know how much it is but it is paid that you can get an additional treasure map i believe and get more what uh, 
treasures unlocked in your game and then mm. use those to get more money. Pesetas is what they're called in the game. Uh, I would definitely probably pay for that if I could because I want to feel super powerful. But obviously in the pre-release build, we didn't have access to that DLC. Uh, are you a completionist when it comes to RE games? Like, are you trying to 100% everything? And are you planning to for this one? Ah, uh, it depends. Like, I'm not going to do the, the hardcore mode. I think that's what it's called, right, in RE, because it's like, I, I like my sanity. Um, but I definitely try to find all the collectibles in terms of the treasures that you can get. There are little action figures of sorts. I won't say what they are, but fans of Resident Evil 4, the original, will definitely appreciate what it is. Uh, scattered throughout each level, um, there are lots of documents. So like when it comes to those sorts of things, I definitely go out of my way to collect every piece of, um, collectible I can. But, uh, when it comes to like, cause the, the Resident Evil has that thing, right? Where you get completion points for finishing certain challenges, like, you know, blow off five heads with a machine gun, et cetera, whatever the heck it is. And you get CP for that collect completion points. And then at the end in the main menu, you can unlock, um, different weapons if you finish the game on professional i think that's what it's called um you can unlock character art models etc etc definitely not going to go through all of that but um i do want to replay again and that's the thing like the whole time i'm re i'm playing this game i keep thinking like i can't wait to replay it i just want to <laughs> go through and play it again that's awesome i have way more questions for you guys but real quick i want to give you guys a word from our sponsors Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. And thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds, you see the fun little dancing guy. Honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones. And then you just watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save. That's the best part. Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It works on your phone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone. You save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. That's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. 
However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And now that we're back, Britt, quick time events were a big thing in Resident Evil 4. Bless, I don't know if you knew this, but Resident Evil 4, one of the original games to feature uh, quick time events. I didn't and know this, back yeah. then, it was kind of a loved thing. Like that, it was a novelty to the point where it was like, oh, this is cool, exciting, new ways to have action scenes in games. Uh, it, was, it was that, God of War, Kingdom Hearts, I would say, were some of the earlier um, games to, to do this. But RE4 went really hard with it. Britt, what is your experience with the remake's take on those moments? I'm so glad they're gone, man. So glad they're gone. Yeah, so the original, you had your boulder chasing scenes, right? Where you'd get random huge-ass boulders, and then you'd have to do quick-time events that or dodge an enemy as it was about to fall on you. Um, Those have been gone, and, you know, the team has already said, like, hey, like, we're getting rid of these as much as possible. In its place, you have certain, you know, I was playing on PlayStation 5, press circle to evade, you know, or mash X to break out of this hold. Those are kind of the extent, bless unless I'm missing something, of any quick time event-esque button prompts that yeah, I saw. Yeah, like there's like, you know, whole R3 to um, like pick Ashley back up, stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it, they, they, I don't think it, you don't, you're not getting full cutscenes of quick time events. Like there's one cut, there's one, um, I was watching a video that was certain um, cutscenes in the game uh, compared to the, compared to the modern version, right, with the, with the previous version. And there was one cutscene uh, from the original, where I was like, "Oh, this whole thing is a cutscene. That is a quick time event." Versus in the new one, it's a straight up boss fight. Um, like there are moments like that that they take, and they're like, "All right, now let's expand this into its whole into its own thing," as opposed to just doing a straight up uh, quick time event. Um, there's also a parry system, which feels a, li- mm. a little bit quick timey, but I like a lot, right? Um, it, like if you have if you have a knife on you and an enemy is swinging, you can click that L1 button and boom, like you you, you get to parry, which I, I like quite a bit, which I think kind of fits within the you know circle to evade r3 to get her up all that all that stuff but yeah the quick the quick time events are very few and far between now i would say that the parry button actually worked really well i wasn't sure how much i would like it because obviously in this game the knife has durability and that's a really big change Uh, but i thought it worked really well it was pretty intuitive you know you don't have to have the perfect timing to parry correctly yeah and yeah it felt good right you get that that satisfying clang sound especially if you can somehow parry a chainsaw i don't know how that (laughs) can do it so last time if i remember correctly last time we had you on the show was our review for resident evil village that all Mm -hmm. of us played through um village obviously very inspired by resident evil 4 um i would say one of the main criticisms a lot of us had of village was it outstayed its welcome and it was just a it went on a little too long how do you think the pacing in this game was compared to that bless and do you think that uh there are other comparisons that you'd want to make between the two I think pacing-wise, I like the pacing of RE4 Remake a bit more than Village. I do think uh, the 18 and a half hours that I spent, a lot of that was mainlining. And I did I did quite a few of the requests, but um, I didn't do the 30 hours that Brit did. But even with the 18 and a half hours, I could have seen it coming down a little bit more. Like by the time I got to, I'll say the last third of the game or so there are certain enemies where I'm like, I've seen you a lot. <laughs> like I've seen you quite a bit. But it, I would say that, that it's paced better than Resident Evil Village, right? I don't think the pacing is bad by any means. I think, I think the pacing the, pa- the pacing is um, fine. But Britt, what about you? Yeah, um, interesting note about the enemies is, you know, you have your three main areas, right? You have the village, you have the castle, and you have the island. 
And in the original, you know, the enemies always look different. But this time, I think they do a much better job at looking different and acting different. You know, you have your different Plaga types. Bless, I'm not sure if you noticed. I'm sure you did. Um, you know, you have the one where it's all squirmy and they have little blades at the end of them. Those were Plaga type A's. You have B's, which are the ones that can bite your head off in one bite, which suck. And then you have the C's, which are the ones that, like, skitter around and will try to hop on dead bodies. It's lovely. Uh, and, you know, you are slowly introduced to those enemy types, and I think they're sprinkled in just enough, and you never know which enemy is going to sprout a plaga out of its head. Sometimes you'll get a little button prompt that you have to run over and, like, push. If you have durability in your knife left, you can um, press RT, which is on a PlayStation 5 controller, and instantly kill them, which you'll want to do. Heads up. Um, yeah, so I thought the enemies, you know, they did get kind of samey. I did appreciate the different zealots in the castle area and the different ganado. You have female ganados in the castle area now, which is awesome because you didn't before and it's just a nice little variety and change of pace and then when you get to the island they somehow turn into military which you know from the original it's like okay whatever um but the pacing yeah you know again this is obviously coming from someone who loves loves resident evil so much i thought the pacing was pretty pretty spectacular i think the island area again maybe drug on a little too long which tim i'm sure you can understand like not super surprising but they did make some changes to it that I think made it much more enjoyable to be on the island and kind of see what there is to see there. The I think my favorite part out of all the areas was probably the village. Um, I thought the castle would be for sure, but something about the village to me just felt really nostalgic and warm and fuzzy. So I would say like overall pacing was pretty good. Um, I could always use more though. I mean, more areas. That's just, <laughs> Are you excited for more Resident Evil, Bless, or are you thinking you're at the point where it's like, all right, we've gotten a lot of this, whether it's remake or new games in the last couple of years? Yeah, it's funny because I'm a little bit of both, right? Like, I'm excited for Resident Evil, and I think I'm at the point where any new Resident Evil game, I'm definitely going to play it, just because I think they've nailed... they've I've Obviously, they've had a lot of years to do so, but they've nailed, especially what modern Resident Evil looks like in terms of the puzzle design and what we're, the upgrades we were giving you and, like, buying the maps and doing all this stuff. Like, there is a flow to it, and I think I'm getting real good variation from game to game of what the puzzles look like and i had this thought while playing resident evil 4 that man i almost feel like they 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 would make great like escape room artists or like they must have escape yes. room people working on these games because a lot of the puzzles feel like that a lot of puzzles are like oh man okay what the fuck is this weird looking lock and like how do i get this key and then you like look around and they have really good puzzle design and puzzle um uh, progression but yeah, like, you know, I'm totally down for what's next for, for Resident Evil. And I think along talking, talking about uh, them finding their flow, I think the modern Resident Evil games being this first person thing, right? Having these different characters going for something, something a bit fresh and different from what RE has been. And then having the line of remakes really does help to differentiate both and make them both feel unique. And I'm not, I'm not getting to the point that I'm tired yet. I will say, like, I don't know if I need a yearly cadence. And I think it was nice to have last year we didn't really get a resident evil i know we got the 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 dlc for for village but um yeah i i like the idea of maybe every two years you know even if it got to every three years yeah i think that sounds awesome great what about you every two years blessing yeah i don't know i mean no i'm just i'm just giving you a bad time uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Tim, what do you, what do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I'm going to say? Yes, give it all to me. No. Um, yeah, like, I do like this route they're going where you do get your remake of certain games. And like we were saying earlier, like, who knows what's next? Hopefully a Code Veronica remake. Um, and then I also appreciate how they're taking this main storyline and they're progressing it. Like, we'll see what happens after Village. We know Ethan Winters is done. Like, 
cool you, you live your life thank god right i know i don't want to be that asshole who's like good thing you're dead he'll but make like, his way I'm back done. yeah 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 <laughs> somehow I'm done with the you. mold or whatever <laughs> yeah i'm so over that um yeah you know i think we will get to a point though soon where it's just one main narrative right because you know you can only remake so many games before you get caught up and to a point where it doesn't make sense to remake anymore so as long as we can get more remakes i am always down for that um i'm excited to play this game in vr whenever that comes out who knows probably a ways away have but, they announced uh, that officially yeah the board's gonna have vr yeah cool mm -hmm. yeah it'll be if it'll be free 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 to people who own it so yeah like listen like i could always go for more resident evil especially now that capcom is on this trajectory of just nailing these remakes and again like i know three was a little eh, but i think they learned their lessons and now here we are getting some phenomenal phenomenal games and um yeah i'm i'm here for it so if you had to predict what the next resident evil game is going to be what do you think it is is it nine is it a remake and if so, what is it <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be, I guess, yeah, it would be considered nine, right? Whatever happens after Village. The way that game ended, won't spoil it, um, it was a head scratcher. Like, what is going on here and why is this happening? So I think that's the line they go down. And I do think we get a Code Veronica remake eventually. I think, you know, they're just seeing too much success with these remakes to not. Um, but I know Code Veronica isn't the most beloved game. So I don't know how they would market that one in a way that would be attractive, but yeah, and it's a little out of order too. Like I feel like if they were yeah. going to do it, they would have done it before um, four. So now think, yeah. it, I feel like if they were to put it out, I feel like it'd be received similarly, if not worse, than how three remake got received. And I don't know that they want to want to do that, but Claire is beloved. I feel like I feel like Code Veronica would need a lot more changes and fixings and like new yeah. stuff than any of the other games so far, and. Yeah, like I said, I don't see them remaking five or six. Definitely not seven or eight. Yeah, I think they would have to do a really big narrative overhaul to make all of that cohesive. Um, I mean, five is interesting because it follows Wesker, right? Um, and, you know, we're kind of starting to get introduced to him in a little sort of kind of roundabout way. And so I think that would be a fun route. But yeah, like you said, Code Veronica takes place just a few months after RE2. So how do you go back and be like, let's go back to Raccoon City and what happened after that? Nah, I don't know. Yeah. I just want to play their games. Yeah. yeah, it is kind of wild to think that like Wesker is the main antagonist of the Resident Evil franchise. And like because of how like people like Bless have played through yeah. the remakes mainly, like you didn't play remake of one. Mm -hmm. So it's like this character is like not really that big of a threat. Like I just, I would have thought that he'd have more presence in two and three, but he just doesn't. So it's like, it's interesting how it all shakes out with where the franchise eventually goes but um do you bless would you be more excited for more remakes or a nine i guess i'll i'll, I'll be down for a remake of one right like I, I think the ways in which they've treated these remakes so far it seems like they're willing to take liberties and they're willing to switch things up and i um i think going back to one even though we got a remake of one i don't think that matters as much to them like it's a the uh, bring me up to speed like when did the remake of, of one come out 2001 so it was a oh, gamecube yeah. gamecube remake but then it was remap the remake was remastered and the remake was made so back in the day on playstation obviously there was the isometric like yeah. backgrounds right that the, the pre-rendered backgrounds that were beautiful but limited in how much they can scale and stuff when they did the gamecube one it was the same idea and so re1 remake on gamecube to this day it's similar to metroid prime it's just a very pretty game because of the art mm -hmm. style and when they remastered it for HD consoles on PS3 and um, was it PS3 or PS4? Whatever it was, they took those assets and made it. It's just like, 
it looks mm -hmm. perfect. Like that game looks incredibly good. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just the way it controls isn't that great. Yeah. And like they've added like more analog control over time, but like it doesn't feel like RE2 or, or 3 remake. And I feel like that would be um, I would love that. that. That's the thing I'd want the most is an RE1 remake in RE Engine. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's the one that uh, Wesker makes his introduction in, right? Yeah, I mean, like, he's one of the five main characters. In yeah, game. so I think if you're if your plan is to possibly, like, introduce him as a character, and, like, I don't know if the, I don't know if the plan would be to have him even come back for the non-remake ones, but I think you're going to do that. Yeah, I think maybe bringing back Resident Evil 1 and having that be the focus and then, like, having that kind of usher him and re-familiarize re people could be a good way to do it. I would love to play an RE1, right? Because I think that would be the, yeah, that would be the thing that would uh, complete the quadrilogy for me. I don't really have the <laughs> desire to play five and, and six just from talking to friends and hearing about how much of a shift it is compared to the, the previous Resident Evils. Um, but yeah, like I would, I would definitely play an RE1 remake. And then if that's the case, right, like if they're able to nail that and if they're able to find something special with going forward with RE9, wherever that takes place, um, I could be down for a Code Veronica. That's the thing is, I think with the remakes, they're going to run out at, 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 at a certain point. We're pretty much there already. Yeah, yeah. Like think. the one that would excite me would be Resident Evil 1. Yeah. I would be, I would show up for that. Yeah. Really interesting, man. So, Gotta love it. It would be so good. This whole timeline, it's so weird, right? I mean, like Kingdom Hearts is the top of like the wackadoodle shit, but like this, this is this is a little bit below that, but it's still hard to explain. I was trying to explain to Andrea like this whole Resident Evil timeline, and her eyes just glazed over. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, when I you when you follow any one character, it's hilarious. Like, yeah, any sing, every single one of the main characters from like starting point to where they're at now in the story, it's like hilariously convoluted and like just the amount of like full-on character changes of like you you used to be serious and now you are like this action guy like you were talking about earlier or other yeah. uh, ones where you're like uh, you know i don't want to spoil anything but like mm -hmm. there's certain characters where you're like that's what happened to you that's why you're acting this way like what the fuck this was zombies but you know franchise yeah. when you're on nine friend uh, nine entries like shit's gonna get a little bit weird it's so weird tim you actually know a game really needs a remake as resident evil zero that Holy one. shit! That is yeah. an excellent. What if zero and one together as a remake? You want I money, see, Capcom? I can see them doing that. That I makes know. a lot of sense. Zero. I totally There's forgot about zero. zero. So zero is a it's a full on Resident Evil entry, and it's a uh, it was a GameCube game, and um, it was done after RE1 remake, and that was such a, a big success. And um, zero came after four. Right, I believe it. I yeah, I can't remember. Could be wrong about that, but uh, yeah. it, it really it tied in timeline wise directly to one in a lot of ways, yeah. and it was like same area. Um, huh? That would be that that game really does need a remake. I will just say that one that one absolutely needs it, and if you make it co op optional too. Oh, that then we're getting hairy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then there's mm. Dino Crisis. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just switch all the Dino Crisis. Wait, did you have like a couple of favorite weapons? You mentioned one of the ones that, that you loved before from the original, but was there like a loadout that you rocked with that you liked? Uh, yeah, so I had my Red 9. Um, absolutely. I had my Killer 7. And then I had a, I can't remember what it was called. It, had, it was a bunch of numbers. It was a um, semi-automatic rifle. And then I had a semi-automatic shotgun. Oh, all yeah. of the, the semi-automatic things, and then a few grenades, too. You know, But um, that usually got me out of any pickle that I needed. I was, I was impressed by how I was using everything in my arsenal. Like, I found a groove yeah. with my, you know, my, bait, my standard handgun, and then I had, like, a, um, like a tactical shotgun. Uh, it was, like, one, 
shock it was like the first shotgun you find after the original shotgun uh was one of the ones i was rocking with and then i had a an automatic um rifle and then a submachine gun but then yeah i like i'm usually somebody who you know like i'm I, I respect a flash grenade, but I'm saving that for Call of Duty. Like I'm saving that. <laughs> I'm saving that for the multiplayer stuff. But yeah, like in this game, I'm like, I. You, it comes back to you mentioning um, the scarcity of resources. Legitimately, yeah, there are some enemies where I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna need, need everything to take you out, and it is me, you know, busting out my shotgun, unloading it. Like I, I run out the clip, switch my flash grenade, blind them for a second, squish my heavy grenade, like. I really like that flow, and I think the um, them adding in like the easier weapon switching, like using the, using the D pad, really kind of helps you stay in the moment. Um, and yeah, I just I, I again I really appreciate the balance of weapons and the balance of enemies in this game. So good, yeah. Because back in the day, you'd have to pause the game, Ugh, equip yeah. your weapon, right? I would have been in the butt. Yeah. But now it worked. You can still do that now, and I did do that a few times when I was overwhelmed. But I like pause the game. I'm gonna equip this because take a breath. <laughs> take a breath. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Blesses the horror moments, and there were a few moments too where it's like you can hear the sound of the enemy, and you mm -hmm. know, you know, it's somewhere nearby, and you're like, crap, the, I know exactly. Those are the moments that I, I really like and that, that I really love yeah. from RE2 especially. But in this game, there was a couple where I'm like, you know, I walk down a hallway. I see a, a, a like a creature I've never seen before walk by and I'm like, who the fuck was that? And then like I go and they're gone. And I'm like, all right, I know I'm going to see them. The answer is when. And that's my favorite. Mm. Those are my favorite moments in, in RE so far, right? The building of tension of I know something's coming. I just need to know when. Yeah. That's the shit that I almost wish I I, I got a little bit more of. You get but you get you get them in this game. Um, But the tension, the tension, I just didn't feel as much compared to RE2 remake. Yeah, because it's definitely more action heavy, but they did flex that muscle of like, oh, yeah. did you forget who we were? Because they're so good at We have perfected survival horror. And then you're just walking, walking, and the music stops, right? And you hear like ambient sounds around you. You hear like the moaning and groaning of some abomination somewhere around the corner. And you're like, oh no, like I got to muster the courage and go forward. And when they do do those moments, they are few, but my God, they are tense. They're so good. So RE2 is one of my favorite games to look at like it is just so gorgeous and that being cross-gen this being the first of the remakes from Resident Evil that is full next-gen you guys both played on PS5 were you impressed with the the dual sense integration with the the visuals of everything overall like anything stand out to you uh, I like the dual sense stuff, right? It's like this, it's like standard stuff that you get at this at this point, right? Where it's the adaptive triggers or making use of that for when you're pulling the the, um, the triggers and all that. The uh, visually, I, I think it looks fantastic, right? You're getting more of what I would say they started with RE2 remake, right? Like you're getting just the pristine, very polished looking world. Um, I it's funny, I like one of the, one of the things I liked seeing was like the merchant. For some reason, like when I when the <laughs> merchant would have like these uh purple flames set up nearby, so you'd know he's there. And whenever I'd see those, like visually, there was something about it where I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Like I kind of I kind of <laughs> like whatever I see the merchant for whatever reason. But yeah, like it, I think graphically, it, just, it, it it looks fantastic. And the environments are what you would expect, right? I think going from, you know, village castle, the things you expect from RE4, you're getting those types of environments. Um, and you know, I I I like that it feels a bit different from RE2, where you're in a police station slash museum and then you're going to a sewer or whatever i think being in this wooded area in this village gives it a, a, a different flavor it's hard to even tell it's hard for me to say which one i'd say looks better i think they both look good in, in their own different ways but they're definitely working off of the same technology yeah i mean it looks really good re engine really shines in this game and 
I mean, original Resident Evil 4, a lot of, there was dark, it was dark there, you know, but there was mostly, I think, like, kind of dusky time, and maybe lighting was hard, I don't know. Um, but in this game, the lighting is just so, so, so well done, and you have so many dark caves, and you're playing a lot during the night, and you have, like, Bless was saying, like, the purple flame, it just looks really pretty, or you have flames from the villagers. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous game. I did have some texture popping issues, but I mean, whatever. Like, I feel like every game that's in this day and age has texture popping issues. It was never anything too distracting, but it was a little, at times, interesting. Leon had a buttery smooth face, and then boom, pours. Like, okay. <laughs> like, that's cool. Um, but yeah, even the sense of scale, like, and I think where this really shines is in the castle, Tim, and I say that because in the original, you know, you have the audience hall. And it's nice. It looks like a castle, but in this one, it's so grand and large, and there's marble everywhere, and it's so shiny and oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and there's drapery the everywhere. Yeah, the rays are traced, and you're like, dang, like this is this is pretty. This feels like an actual big old castle, and that's something I do appreciate about it is that it's it's not like in the original where it's like, okay, you're here now, you're in the battlements, and now you're having you're shooting cannons at doors. It's like, okay, now you're gonna go through the entrance, and you're gonna walk through this corridor, and then you're gonna see this and do this, and it feels much more natural the progression. Uh, but yeah, the RE engine looks great. I mean, I, I was looking at old RE2 footage, not old, my god, the game came out in 2019, but RE2 remake footage, and I was like, oh yeah, like it still looks good, but you can definitely tell it's aged a little bit, mm -hmm. which is to be expected. Barrett Courtney writes in with a fantastic question here. Will this be considered the best remake at the end of the year? Brittany, did you play Dead Space? Yes. Where does and that's this what I'm thinking about. <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah, I think, I think so. I think it will. Um, Dead Space did a lot of things really great. I mean, I don't think it's like a super. It's a very, very tight comparison. Um, but I do think RE4 remake will be the best remake. And I think just because of the way that they've done a lot of expand. But fuck, Dead Space did too. Oh, this is a hard one. What is, I mean, this is a great year, man. No. <laughs> Plus, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, probably. And adding Metroid as well. Adding Metroid, right? Which Metroid is a, a bit closer to the original than I'd, I'd say probably either Dead Space or RE4 is. But I think RE4, for how much they're bringing to the table in terms of recontextualizing certain areas and taking away certain areas and redoing certain dialogue and trying to make it as modern as possible, I think, is just, it, I think it does a, a great job. Um, yeah, Metroid is one where, I mean, so far this year, I'd say Metroid is maybe the best game i've played this year but i think that just goes to how well metroid just holds up from the original game um but yeah like i mean what is final fantasy rebirth gonna come out this year because that, God, might, that yeah. might change my well, answer that, won't, that's... that might change my answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah but damn we're off to a, a, a ridiculous are there other remakes coming this year because now that we have metroid dead space and re4 out of the way i think that those... final fantasy I, I don't think yeah so. i think those are the big ones yeah yeah because yeah. i what is this is this the end of our um, survival horror renaissance conversation that were happening because yeah, that's what's remastered three uh, at least or, right like, yeah the silent hills will usher in the next <laughs> oh yeah journey oh, of that yeah. alan wake 2 whatever um yeah very interesting oh, yeah. stuff uh, any, silent, any... silent hill 2 is also slated for this year at least is it really oh it is like, that's not coming that. out this year yeah i, I find that hard to believe but wow yeah. okay um wow. any closing thoughts on re4 remake brit uh no i mean it's just everything i've said i think this is just how you perfect a remake this is how you remake a game you know you don't just do a one-to-one -one. you modernize it you add new context you add you you reflect right and i think that's really important that a developer can look inside themselves and be like what could we have done better now that we have the technology to do so 
Um, no, I mean, I, I only had a few minor gripes overall and nothing too major. And again, one of them was something Bless already talked on was how did those kind of wackadoodle story beats fit in to more of a serious narrative in RE4? But he already touched on that. I think there could have been more opportunity for Leon and Ashley to have more banter, maybe. Yeah. Um, especially, you know what I mean? Yeah, like there's a moment where you're with Ashley and you pick up a photo of her. And in this photo, she's very distressed, but it, you know, she's standing right there and she doesn't say anything. And I think I expected that because earlier in the game, you pick something up that was hers and she makes a comment about it. And so I was kind of hoping, you know, there would have been um, an opportunity for some uh, character building there. But um, other than that, though, I mean, like it was just super good. I think there was one puzzle, one puzzle that annoyed me, a new puzzle, but we don't have to talk about that. Uh, but other, yeah, like they just they just nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. And it was worth the wait. And I just love that, that this exists. And I love that. I feel like there's a new generation of Resident Evil fans coming into the fold. Um, I think about Andrea, for example, who had never played a Resident Evil game before. Resident Evil 2 came out. She played it, finished it. Resident Evil 3 came out, the remake. And now she's excited to play Resident Evil 4. Well, excited might be a, a big term mm -hmm. for her. Um, she's probably hesitantly scared and excited. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, I think this is a really great way to a, get Capcom again, like, remind people, like, who who does survival horror the best? I mean, that's a, that's a debate for another time, probably. But um, it's so good. They just nailed it. Hell yeah. Bless. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 again, very impressed with this game. I'm so impressed with the tech, especially. You know, we talked about how good the game looks, but I think between how good the game looks, how good the game feels to play when you get into the gunplay for a game that is this more, like, again, survival horror, right, but it's leading into the action, it is incredible how good the gunplay is and, like, how good the gun feel is, and I think they absolutely nail that stuff, and... Yeah, like I'm, I'm so happy they were able to 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 do this, and I'm very much like looking forward to whatever is next for Resident Evil. Well, hell yeah, Britt! Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Blonde Nerd. That's and what's good games? You're talking about my podcast I do every week. Haha. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, what's good games? We launch every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, and you can find us on all major podcasting platforms. Hell yeah, and YouTube, yeah, that's us. of course. Go check them out. Well. That was our Resident Evil 4 remake review. Of course, we're going to be reviewing all the major games this year. We're going to be doing all the major previews. And for the entire summer, we're going to be reacting to every single showcase we possibly can that you might be interested in. But until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.